Hello, welcome back to the South Coast End Zone Podcast. I'm here with sports editor Lori Lose, and I'm digital sports editor Brennan Curie, and we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about what happened in week two, and then a lot about what uh, we think is going to happen in week three, and get people ready for another week of high school football here on the South Coast. Well, it definitely was a better week for our, our South Coast teams this past week. We had uh, five wins from local teams. Uh, Old Rochester won their second straight game. Uh, Dartmouth uh, ended up beating Attleboro for Rick White's 100th career win. Congratulations there. Uh, Wareham um, got in the win column against Bourne. Uh, Old Colony won as well. And uh, New Bedford uh, came out and, uh, and got a victory uh, against Titan Rehoboth. So, you know, Already equaled last year's win total and a lot earlier than they got their first win last year, which was week nine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know they, they really wanted to get that, that win early this season, and they were able to, to take care of business at Dighton Rehoboth, which is not always an easy thing to do because the, the field conditions there, or even if it's a nice day, it's, the field is still kind of usually all, always a mess. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's definitely, uh, they have a, you know, home field advantage there, Dighton Rehoboth. And, and this is a New Bedford team that's built for speed and yeah. athleticism, so they're not really meant to fight it out in the trenches. No. They're hoping to, to get out in the open field. So, um, so yeah, no, it was a great, great second week uh, for a lot of our local teams. Uh, still, you know, uh, if anybody's read Buddy Thomas's column, uh, notebook this week on high school football, he's been asking, where's all the offense? It seems like, uh, you know, besides uh, Wareham and Old Rochester, uh, we've had, you know, some teams that have struggled offensively. And, you know, maybe this week we'll, we'll see some of those teams kind of, you know, find a rhythm and, and break through. Because um, even like Dartmouth, they only scored six points in that game and you know we've had some teams that have want, been able to win but haven't put a lot of points on the board uh, Dartmouth High only two touchdowns through two games that's uh not how it's been in recent seasons at least and uh I was at a game that had half a game of offense so old Rochester had no trouble scoring but uh Aponiquit uh struggled a little bit to, to move the ball and I never even got into the red zone in the whole game but uh we'll get to some of that as we go through the the games here yep. so well, uh, big game of the week um, is Wareham at Fairhaven Friday night at 7 p.m. Uh, both teams enter the game uh, with one in one records. Uh, Wareham is coming off that that big win over Bourne. It was 40 to, to zero, and really in that game, you know, um, the Vikings just jumped out early. Uh, you know, they ended up scoring I think 34 first half points. Uh, Isaac Nazimento once again had his hand in everything. Uh, you know, he started the game off throwing a touchdown pass. I think he ended up finishing um, with three touchdown passes, um, two of them to, uh, to Seth Andrade, and then one uh, to Zine, um, who is the quarterback. You know, uh, he in name only sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so that game, I mean, they just really jumped out and, and just held on, um, you know, and, and that's, I think, what they're going to try and do against a lot of teams this year, including Fairhaven, because they don't have the numbers. Um, and Fairhaven doesn't have the numbers. So, you know, this, this is, is going to be a football game with maybe 40 players combined uh, who see the field between the two teams. Yeah, I talked to Rudy Bulger tonight, and he said um, he plays about 18 kids. Um, and, you know, against Seekonk last week, they ended up losing 54-20 to 20 in that game. And, and they were hanging with, uh, you know, Seekonk early. They actually took the lead uh, to start the game. They scored on their, their opening drive, and then it was just back and forth, back and forth, and they just really couldn't keep that pace up because, you know, basically they were running every play they had. You know, er, er, like things that, that you kind of like dust off the, the, the playbook, like he was throwing everything in the kitchen sink um, <laughs> at Seekonk, and, and they just couldn't, you know, just couldn't hang for that amount of time. He said by, uh, I don't know, he said mid, midway through the second quarter, they were already gassed. I'm you sure, know. yeah. I mean, um, we got to play both. Almost everyone has to play both ways. Um, I was reading a story uh, about a team up in Maine recently, started the season with 17 kids. 
Lost two kids in the first week to season-ending injuries. Lost two kids the next week to season-ending injuries. And it's going to be dire. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Rudy, Rudy had a really positive attitude, you know, with saying, you know, we have the kids here. They, they want to work hard. We're going to get them to work hard. And, you know, it's not, not all about winning. It's about, you know, building character and, and you know, molding these, 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 um, these kids into young men and, um, you know, kind of really focusing on, on that kind of, you know, family and that brothership. But, uh, but really, this is, this is a big game. I mean, I know both teams are kind of lacking in numbers, but it's, uh, you know, that South Coast Conference, B, small, whatever you want to call it, the, 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 <laughs> Still not sure. We're not sure what the official name of the 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 lower, you know the conferences are for the South Coast Conference, but it's it's a big game for both teams for that, and especially um, talking to Bob Lomp tonight, he said that you know their non-league schedule is so tough that he thinks th- their way of making the playoffs is winning that that you know B or some small division of the South Coast Conference because if you win that, then you get an automatic bid because you're playing in that championship game for the South Coast Conference, uh, whatever it is, week seven or week eight. So he's you know he's determined to kind of come out and and uh, you know it, it it's definitely going to be who can kind of outlast who. It's about as close to a week three must win game uh, as you can get. Definitely. So uh, especially so- for not, not two teams that aren't zero and two normally. You feel like it's a must-win game week three, you're zero and two, but one and one, uh, you know, here they are uh, needing to win in, in conference play. Yeah, and I think uh, even though Fairhaven, uh, you know, ended up giving up 54 points against Seacock this past week, uh, you know, they scored 20, and then you know they they had a pretty good showing uh, the first week against Vogue Tech, but uh, but Wareham, I, they've scored 81 or 80 points in their first two games, so back to back weeks of 40 points and uh you know i don't know if they're going to be slowing down too much this i week. don't know i was talking to justin kogler uh, after the old rochester Poniquit game because uh, his defense gave up 40 to wareham and then shut out Poniquit. and i was like oh do you have any concerns after you gave up 40 points to wareham and he's like nah not really it's like everyone's gonna give up 40 points to wareham this yeah. year well and wareham ended up turning around and after giving up 41 to old rochester ended up shutting out Bourne. they and, both did it, yeah Yeah, and Bourne ended up you know that they opened the, the um the season with, with a win the previous weekend it had you know some success on offense so that should be a great game uh, like i said it's friday night at fairhaven high um so you know you can follow us on twitter um for that that game will will be there mick collagio will be covering that game so all right bringing in uh, mick from the fairhaven advocate for a little coverage yep uh and uh another game uh, that we have going on this this friday night is sandwich at uh bishop Stang. uh the spartans are looking to get their first win of the season and first win under uh head coach dennis golden uh, it's kind of been a little bit of a rough start uh, to the year. They ended up uh, getting shut out week one against N- Nantucket. And then this past week, they were able to score 21 points, um, but they uh, uh, ended up losing to Bellingham 42-21 to in that game. Justin Lopes uh, had a hand in both of our two out of three uh, of Stang's touchdowns last week. He threw a uh, scoring strike to Timothy uh, Manley, and he, then he had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, so he's kind of been the guy that's, been orchestrating the offense and getting things going uh, for the Spartans and kind of look to him again this week, uh, you know, against Sandwich. And Sandwich is 1-1. One one. Um, they ended up opening the season with a 20-12 to 12 win, or a 20-12 to 12 loss to St. Saint, um, Saint John Paul II, and then they beat Bishop Conley this past week. Uh, Tim uh, Lander scored uh, two different touchdown runs uh, to give them a 14-0 lead um, in the first quarter, and they just really had a, gr- a grinding ground attack in that game and uh, were able to, to hold off um, you know, Conley and shut them out. So it's, it's not going to be easy for Stang. No, got to see what the Stang defense can do because uh, they've given up a lot of points, over 80 points already this season. Yeah. So, so. Uh, the offense looks like it can move the ball at times. So uh, the question is, can the defense stop anybody? 
Yeah, and I'll be at that game. So, uh, so if anybody's wants to come say hi to me, uh, you know, you know, is you it hot chocolate uh, season yet? Can they bring you hot chocolate? Uh, it depends. It, it depends. I guess if it's raining or if it's wet, if it's windy, maybe it'll be hot chocolate season. We'll see. Um, but yep, that should be uh, you know, you know, a good game. I think one where where staying will be a little bit more competitive than they have the, the first two weeks of the season, especially after the Nantucket lost week one. That was that was rough. Um, and uh, big, uh, sell, you know, game in the I guess. South Tec- Coast Conference Large? Or- <laughs> so, well, actually, I guess this is technically a crossover game because uh, Old Rochester is in the A and, and Vogue is Greater New Bedford Vogue is in the, the B, you know. Um, so it's kind of a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, that, that it, it'll be uh, interesting to see. Uh, I mean, Vogue started off the series, season 0-2, um, just really, you know, struggled to get much going offensively. Um, uh, last week, I think they ended up scoring, or they ended up. They didn't um, score. They didn't score. They had 59 yards of, of uh, offense um, after only having 39 the week before. They're closing in on 100 on the season. Yeah, so it's it's been a struggle, but you know they're putting in a new offense. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of change going on there. You know, and and I think the big key is kind of keeping the kids positive and keeping them up. Um, and you know, Old Rochester is you know like a fine oil machine i mean they are i was i was impressed by their defense i was curious how their defense was going to look uh you were at the wareham game and obviously wareham uh, has a potent offense with, with seth andre and, and Asimento. so it was interesting and, and aponiquit's not bad it's not like aponiquit's a terrible football team they're they're kind of good at everything but not great at anything um but uh, old rosters was just kind of you know they'd give up first down here maybe first down there but never really allowed a long drive um they didn't allow much on the ground and uh they, they didn't allow anything really through the air just 24 passing yards uh so that was what really surprised me was that the old rochester defense was so strong and then aponiquid obviously came out like we're gonna stop harry smith like we're just not gonna let harry smith uh you know on the dive plays just pound us down so uh they did a pretty good job on him held him 91 yards and 43 of those came on one carry so outside of that he had like 12 carries for 50 yards, which you'll take that any day. But uh, what they weren't able to do was get leverage on the outside. They really allowed those uh, end runs uh, from Will Garcia, and he just went nuts, 300 yards, uh, four touchdowns at 33 yards or more. So it's kind of a pick-your-poison situation, which I'm I'm copying our headline there. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, it's kind of like do you want to load up in the box and stop the run up the gut, or do you want to spread out a little bit more and and have guys for uh, getting that leverage on the edge? Um, it'll be interesting, though, if, uh, if they get up against a really good defense to see if they can really pass. Not that that'll necessarily be this game against Vogue Tech, but I think that'll be the question for all Rochester if they're really that good of a team is if they can get the passing game going. Yeah, because they, they, haven't, they haven't had to do much Exactly. Passing. They haven't had to pass yet, and uh, I think they only have one completion on the season yeah. so far. So we'll see what that happens. Uh, not, not that uh, I think they'll, they'll cruise past Vogue here probably, but uh, we'll see what kind of fight the Bears can put up. Now, did uh, Justin mention anything about uh, Harry Smith and his uh, – his- uh, all-time rushing yards because I know he was closing in on that record as well uh, coming into the year I think he was about four or five hundred yards out I'll admit I didn't ask him on that but uh, he has uh, 415 rushing yards okay. already this season so, so, so he might be close he's to probably it. pretty close yeah I know it was kind of, it was kind of uh, all the, the Will Garcia uh, story after that game uh, 303 yards and four touchdowns I think he him, deserved so. it well. yeah we, we kind of focused <laughs> on him and uh, as you know with our football deadlines these days there's uh, not a whole lot of time to sit and chit chat with the coaches after the game it's a shame Yep. But uh, we, we get the paper out, so that's what's important. So uh, Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech is at Old Rochester Friday night at 7 p.m. Um, and we'll actually uh, enlisted one of our, our news, uh, I guess, kind of a news Yeah, you news know him from Coast in the uh, Arts and Entertainment magazine. Yep. Uh, uh, Jerry uh, is going to be covering uh, the high school football game for us uh, this Friday night. Uh, he used to cover 
high school football. I think he said about what, eight or ten years ago. In Kentucky, though, where they yeah. really love their high school football. So so we'll see how he does. Uh, we had to enlist him. We had some guys that, that weren't available this, this Friday. So uh, so he'll be out at the game. So if you see somebody you don't recognize or you recognize him from coasting, you'll know who he is. If he's dusting the cobwebs off of his notepad, you'll know who it is. <laughs> so, well, uh, another big game this week. Uh, New Bedford High is visiting Bridgewater Raynham um, uh, Friday night, 7 p.m., both teams enter that game with one and one records. Uh, New Bedford, congratulations! The Whalers got their first win of the season, uh, beating Dighton Rehoboth this past week's twenty-five to seventeen. Um, and Bridgewater Raynham is coming off a uh, twenty uh, thirty-two to seven loss to Zavarian. So, uh, you know, they're the Trojans are going to be chomping at the bit. Um, they don't like to lose, and they don't. They're not used to losing too much. No. Um, so that'll that'll be an interesting. Uh, matchup uh especially if bridgewater rain this past week was without their top running back um Devontae graves and i've seen this kid play a few times especially last year against dartmouth and and he's the real deal like he's he's really good um and he was out um in that game with an injury and and talking to mark DeBrito, he heard that it sounds like he's going to be back for this game so um you know it, it'll be a challenge for for um for new bedford to kind of match up with them because they have a lot of weapons um this past week they only bridgewater Raynham only scored one touchdown i was a Corey uh, sullivan 10 yard run in that game and um but even despite the loss they they kept bridgewater Raynham kept, kept it close with four first half turnovers so this is a team that's they must really get some field scrappy. goals in too so they have a, a dangerous kicking game or uh, did you say they had 17 no, seven. Seven. Oh, seven. Seven. Gotcha. Did All I right, look at the score wrong. No, I'm looking at I was looking at Dighton Rehoboth's score. That's oh. my that's my fault, everyone. Just one <laughs> touchdown, no field goals. No, just one touchdown. Um but yeah, I mean New Bedford ended up uh going to DR last week and uh True Williams came up huge, uh threw three touchdown passes and uh ran for another in that game and just really kind of set the tone early and you know, they got the lead at halftime and just kinda, you know, held on to that game and you know, it's all about building confidence, you know, for this team. I know last year, you know, they only had the one win and they were young and they were struggling and and each week it was kind of you know building to the next week and then they finally got that win and then coming into this season you know week two to finally you know to get that win and to, to move forward and you know it will be a challenge this week um but you know they're just going to continue to to kind of build off of the success that they're seeing you know it's finally pay- paying off all the work that they've been putting Looks like in. the passing game's really starting to come around yeah. with those three passing touchdowns uh Baron Hilton uh, catching a couple touchdown passes, Edgar Samito getting in there too. So, um, you know, that was what we kind of expected uh, coming out of the preseason, just watching Truett practice. Um, You know, he's has everything you want to look for in a quarterback. So it was just whether or not uh, he could handle the mental aspects of the game. And it definitely looks like that's coming around for him. And I think, uh, uh, you know, the, the, not to say one of the, the deciding factors, but, you know, not having Nigel Palmer um, for the game this week, uh, you know, is going to hurt the Whalers, um, you know, especially where they're trying to keep, you know, Bridgewater Raynham's offense off the field. You know, you want to be able to, to, to move the ball and, and, and run the ball. And without Nigel, you know, it, it you know, it, it's going to take a hit to the, to the Whalers. But, um, you know, we'll see how they'll be able to do, especially coming off, you know, having some confidence. And, and who knows, maybe, maybe you know, the, the Trojans are still a little bit down from last week, but I think they're ranked – you know, five, I don't know, top five and by the Boston Globe, and they're always good every year. It's be a tough one. Yeah. So. It'll be a tough one. It'll be a third one that Nigel's missed, but uh, hopefully we see him in week four. Yep. And Brendan will be at uh, Bridgewater Random. He's making the trek yes. up there. Whether it's hot or raining or cold or not, you can always buy me a hot chocolate. I won't turn it down. Not a coffee, though. No, uh, no coffee. Not a coffee. We don't even own a coffee maker at my house. My, uh, my family members get very disappointed when they come over to visit, and I'm like, here's some instant. 
Well, same, I guess. Maybe maybe once uh, Cooper gets a little bit bigger uh, you, and you, you have more sleepless nights, you'll want to start drinking coffee. I might need the caffeine <laughs> soon. Yeah, right now the Mountain Dew might not cut it soon. Cooper, by the way, is my eight-week-old son. So uh, shout out to Cooper when you're listening to this randomly on uh, Facebook in 10 years and you're like, why is daddy on Facebook? <laughs> if there's still face- Facebook yeah, going who on, knows? who knows? <laughs> All right, uh, another big game. Uh, Dartmouth is visiting LaSalle um, uh, Friday night at 7 p.m. It's the second straight road game for the, for the Indians. Um, although they drove to, to Attleboro this past week and ended up getting a big win. Um, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't easy. Um, it was a win, and it was Rick White's 100th career win. Um, and it just – a lot of things didn't go right for Dartmouth in that game. I mean, they, they were able to move the ball, but then every time they got into the red zone, they had some kind of mistake or they had penalties that brought them back out or, you know, they'd get sacked. And it just seemed like anything that could go wrong went wrong, you know, when they when they had scoring opportunities. Um, they did end up, you know, breaking through. Um, Nate Ellis ended up having a 62-yard 60, touchdown run for the game's only points in the third quarter. Um, and, you know, the defense. I mean, that was that was kind of the difference in the game. Was the defense just really shut down um, an Attleboro offense that had put over thirty points on the board the week before and had an outstanding quarterback. And it was kind of like that bend but don't break. You know, they give up. You know, a thirty-yard pass play, and then all of a sudden they'd force a turnover. You know, they'd give up another big play, and then you know they'd stop them. You know, on three straight downs and force a punt. And it was just. It seemed like every time. Dartmouth needed something. It, the defense rose to the occasion. Um, Nate Ellis had an interception. Um, so did o- Owen McKenna. Th- those were two key interceptions in the game that they had. And, and really just, you know, on a, on a team where, you know, the offense is trying to find its identity, you know, Cole Jacobson is gone, you know, Liam Caulfield, a lot of those guys are gone. And now, you know, the defense is kind of saying, you know what, we have your back. And Although Nate Ellis is kind of putting up uh, Cole light numbers. He's got uh, 225 passing yards and 187 rushing yards through two games. So Yeah, but he's got, a, he's got some interceptions. He's yeah, got he's got six interceptions already. I, I think yeah. so, yeah. It's, it's, you know, then, and Although the efficiency of the passing game looked like, at least on the stat sheet that I was reading, he was, what, 8 for 10? Yeah. And he has been 4 for 20 in the first game. So at least it sounds like the efficiency is getting a little bit better. There's not as many incompletes uh, that kind of slow down drives. Yeah. So, um, but LaSalle is always good. Um, Dartmouth ended up beating them last year, 32 to 28 in that game. And LaSalle uh, started the year one and two. Um, they've lost uh, back-to-back games to Bishop Hendrickson, which if anybody knows anything about sports in Massachusetts or Any Rhode Island, sport. yeah, Bishop Hendrickson is always good. Um, and then uh, Monser Farrell um, of Staten Island, that was, you know, on their schedule. They, for me. They, they played them. They also lost to them. Um, their quarterback is a dual threat. Um, his name is Andrew Wright. Um, he threw uh, the ball 27 times against um, that Staten Island team, and he also had, like, almost 50 yards rushing. So he's kind of that dual threat, like, you know, a Nate Ellis who's, you know, it's it was when he ended up scoring that on that touchdown run it was like he was looking to pass nothing was open he just made that decision and went with it and you know he had some nice blocking and was able to score in that game so um you know this this will be a pretty big game uh for dartmouth especially where you know they you know they have the 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 ocl with with bridgewater rainham who we were just talking about is always good and barnstable and and trying to to make it you know, make the playoffs. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I know Rick White said last week that was a must-win game for them. You know, if they didn't win that game, then it was really going to, you know, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to make the playoffs and make a, and make a run. So, they really um, set themselves up with a tough uh, early season schedule this year. Yeah. 
So Which we'll may- see what the passing defense does. Though. I mean, 27 attempts is a lot. They gave up a lot of big passes uh, in week one against Central Catholic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of deep passes. So uh, well, they did. They did that against Attleboro as well. But then they they made some big plays too. I know there was a few, the three or four times that that Attleboro, uh, you know, was was going to the end zone, and they ended up moving Nate Ellis onto the top receiver for uh, Attleboro. And I mean, he knocked away three or four shots in the end zone, and then he ended up p- um, picking picking off a pass. So you know, he really rose to that occasion, not just on offense but on defense. So. That'll be that'll be an interesting one. Uh, definitely, we'll uh, get another good measuring stick for Dartmouth here. Yep. All right, Aponiquit, uh travels to Seekonk um, that this Friday night at seven p.m. Uh, Lakers are looking for their first win of the season. Uh, you were at their game this past week against Old Rochester. I was. Like I said, they're they're not bad. It's not like you look at them and you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? It's you know everything's competent. But nothing really stands out. I mean, they had a few uh, running backs. Cooney kids, uh, not a bad running back. Uh, Brent Dixon's got some speed and uh, space. And then uh, Kobe Desrosier, here. Does, he doesn't throw a bad ball. Actually, a buddy was at that game, and we were talking about it afterwards. And uh, he had, uh, you know, I think he finished two for eight, but he he could have been five for eight probably. Uh, you know, he threw hit a couple of passes that were dropped and a couple that he just missed on uh, got more deep balls. So, um, you know, you can you can kind of see the things that should be working. And they played a good defensive first half too. I was about to um, say it was close, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, six nothing the break uh old rochester actually only got into the red zone once in that entire game and they actually didn't score they won 30 nothing and they didn't score on their one red zone trip every score came from outside the red zone um so it was it was a lot of the same thing you know they would maybe give up a first down or two but then they'd force a you know uh three plays and uh, force a punt and old rochester punted a couple times in the first quarter and didn't get a lot going early and then uh, finally they figured out if they uh you know did the end runs and sweeps with uh, will garcia that was where the weakness was. So uh, it definitely seems like uh, they had a game plan going to that and they executed the game plan, which says a lot about the coaching and where the kids are. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They, they haven't really been score-wise competitive in their first two games so far. They've not scored 80-something to 12 or so. Yeah. Um, but I think, they'll, 12, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be able to hang into some games here coming up. Yeah, and Seekonk, uh, you know, is coming off of, uh, you know, they opened the season with a loss, and then they ended up beating uh, Fairhaven this past week. It was 54-20 to 20 in that game, and we were talking earlier. I mean, it just became a shootout. You know, Fairhaven scored in the, the opening drive of the game, and then, you know, Seekonk ended up a- answering, and then, you know, Fairhaven had a three and out, then Seekonk scored again, and then Fairhaven fumbled on the ensuing kickoff, and then Seekonk scored again, and before you knew it, it was like, you know, 30 something to you know 14 at the at the half and and you know they were Seekonk was able to wear down a Fairhaven team that that really doesn't have the numbers yep. you know and and Seekonk took advantage of a, a lot of turnovers uh, they ended up scoring 21 points off of turnovers so right there you know I mean that's kind of the game there you know and and uh, it just seems like you know it's a real op- opportunistic uh, Seekonk team and you know it should be it should be a good you know game for for opponents we get to kind of see how much they're improving. You know, and they, they, are they didn't better. turn the ball over against Old Rochester. They turned it over on uh, special teams, but the offense yeah. never turned the ball over. Just one uh, fumble on a punt. Yeah. Actually, to open the second half, which was tough because they'd given up the points going into the half and then to give up the points coming out Ugh. of the half. Right when you're yeah. going to get the ball back, have a chance to tie it up. You know, that, that was a tough uh, heartbreaker there to give up that fumble. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, the offense never turned the ball over, and uh, Old Rochester's a defense that certainly could have taken it away at points. So, yep. so that'll be Friday night, a Poniquit at Seacock at 7 p.m. On right. Saturday. Saturday's game. One game on Saturday. 
Unless everything gets rained out on Friday night. Who knows? That's possible. I don't know. Whatever the next hurricane's coming up. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maria, Maria, I can't even keep track of all the names. There's just hurricane after hurricane, it seems. Well, right now, as of of recording this right now, uh, Old old Colony, you have the uh, the Saturday show. (laughs) You're the only show in town. Uh, We have Blue Hills visiting uh, Old Colony uh, at 1 p.m. on on, uh, Saturday. And uh, Old Colony got into the win column uh, this this past week. Congratulations, um, Brad Plissy. He was huge in that game. He was running touchdown, uh, passing touchdown, and receiving touchdown. Uh, is that the trifecta? It, it was funny because uh, Brandon Mendes already called. I was talking to him after the game, and he was like, "Oh, I wonder if that's been done." I'm like, "I think Isaac just did it like a week ago or something." <laughs> so he at least has done it uh, last season. So uh, maybe it wasn't new, but he also almost broke a punt return. He took a punt wow. return on thirty something yards, and uh, uh, Mendes was saying that he was uh, one cut away from breaking that so that might have been unique definitely yeah. to have to throw a special teams touchdown on top of it and also jared gagney ran for a lot of yards so that seemed to be uh after uh, kind of a disappointing week one with the offense yep. uh, the defense has played well both weeks but uh the offense really was sluggish in the first week they seemed to kind of start to figure some of the things out sophomore quarterback matt bumpus had a touchdown too so yeah i think uh, they had what 235 rushing yards in that game so they were able to, to move the ball and yes. have success. As Mendy says, this, this is the offense that they expected to have and that didn't show up in week one. So yeah. as long then, as it shows up in weeks uh, three through 11, they'll be <laughs> all right. And, uh, you know, the defense, you know, rose to the occasion again, three turnovers in that game and just, you know, kind of set the tone. I, you know, I would say kind of really. Yeah, a couple fumbles and interception. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they had a couple a couple big pass plays that got burned on. But other than that, it sounds like they were quite steady on defense. Yeah. And Blue Hills, uh, you know, is 0-2. They're, they're looking for their first win of the season. Um, they've been outscored a combined 61-14 to uh, through the first two weeks. Uh, quarterback Andrew Bryant, um, he was uh, converted this uh, last year as a junior from wide receiver to quarterback and really had a lot of success um, and was instrumental in their uh, playoff berth a year ago. So he's back at quarterback. Um, so we'll see kind of how Old Colony's defense can keep tabs on him and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe get another win this week. I mean, a little, little win streak over at Old Colony, and uh, it'd be nice to get one at home there too because uh, they think they lost week one at home, right? So yep. haven't had a win on the home field yet. All right, and that wraps up our uh, games for, for week three. Thanks for joining us again. As always, follow us on Twitter at SC underscore Varsity, on Instagram at SC Varsity, on Facebook at South Coast Varsity MA, facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA. Well, as always, we appreciate you tuning in on the Facebook Live and uh, listening to our podcast.